guess um, I, I guess we can talk about the topic I had put on here, which is um, yeah, this this guy Anthony Pompliano. He had a I just saw he had a YouTube clip and he was talking about how YouTube took down his his podcast because he was talking about this guy was on talking about projections for Bitcoin price and how they deemed it inappropriate, and then he had he got on the fo- or. He got in contact with a bunch of his buddies in Silicon Valley and some politicians, and they made a big stink about it on Twitter. And he got replatformed. They actually took his entire show down. And I think things like that will cause a, a rapid withdrawal from Web two applications like YouTube. I've been hoping this would happen for a long time. I'm hoping it hits this critical mass. But I don't know if anyone's really built anything solid for people to migrate to on the crypto space or if it's just too soon. But if there was like a decentralized version of YouTube and there's there is some sort of ones, but YouTube or any of these social media platforms, what what yeah. is what do you have any thoughts on any of that? Um yeah, there definitely is platforms out there that are trying to replace YouTube on the blockchain side. Um, oh, man. You know, I think the only company that I can think of that possibly has a chance to to replace YouTube is Twitch. Um, they have, yeah, they have the users sure. on there. And um, I don't, I've never used... That's not actually... That's not a blockchain at all. No, uh, it is not blockchain. But what is stopping them from making it blockchain? Nothing, really. Just the choice not to. Amazon. Right, exactly. <laughs> they would be able to monetize as much. Well, it depends. I mean, it depends how they want to monetize. I mean, if you start... I don't know. There has to be a way to monetize that. But... You don't think you don't think that it would have to come from someone independent and decentralized? You th- you think you think a centralized entity is the one to try to make things go in a better direction? Because I t- How... think the gravity pull needs to come from a different direction. Yeah, I I would love I would hope it would I would prefer it come from a different direction, but I'm trying to think of it from like the business end, the users like. The point is the users. If users don't flock to that platform, well, it will fail, or they won't be as successful as YouTube is. So, what company who has the funds and the creativity to to make that happen? Like, like uh, with these big, what is that platform that's uh, on the blockchain? Do you remember? Is, is it Brave? No, it's not Brave. There's well, there's one called Odyssey, and they actually have the library token. Yeah. But I looked at it, and it's very select. I mean, it's a bunch of like conspiracy kind of theory videos. It's okay. It's, it's like all the people that got kicked off YouTube just went, and it's it's kind of like the equivalent. Remember when everybody tried to leave Facebook, yeah. form these other social medias, and it was just kind of this cabal of uh, second rate content. That's kind of what <laughs> that's kind of what this platform kind of seems like. I looked at it and I was like, this kind of looks like a joke. Like nobody's going to migrate to this. I mean, I hate to knock it. Like it's a good idea. Oh, man. Like do you think there's an alternative? I mean, who do you think can replace YouTube? 
Um, well, I'm just thinking of tokens that are affiliated with projects. There's a project called Live Peer, and I don't. I at first I yes. thought that sounded cool, and I don't think that's actually what they do. Is try to make like a YouTube. I think no. What they do no, no, is no. they like a YouTube competitor could be maybe built on top of it, but it's more like an infrastructure of video streaming. Correct. Yeah. Yes. That's what they are. Do you, do you know much about that? Can you talk about it? Um, no. So you essentially basically said what it is. It's they just offer. Think of it like uh, uh, what is it called? Think of it like a uh, hmm. Do you know? Damn it! Think of it like a, I could read the description on. I'm looking at the description on Coinbase right now. I could it, read it. It's, it yeah, it's like a plugin for video. So if I want to create a platform and I want to add live streaming features to that, and I want to add live streaming available, um, Live Peer does that. I can now make live videos through my platform using Live Peer. It transcodes and distributes video on the network while also incentivizing peers to ensure that the network is cost effective. So it's like the infrastructure so that you don't have to build it all from scratch. Yeah. And then you'd probably plug into maybe like a file coin to distribute the, the data of it, right? Um, uh, uh, don't get me lying to you. I'm, I'm not too sure on that end. Yeah. Well, I think like Filecoin and ARWeave, ARWeave's more for um, Solana. Uh, Filecoin is definitely one on uh, Ethereum, and they're like it's trying to be like an AWS or a, a data storage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple projects out there trying to trying to target that. Um... Yeah, but I would think I don't think LivePeer does data storage, so I, I would think you'd need a combination of data storage and then the transcoding distribution of video, maybe. Yeah. What's that? There's that platform that's trying to use its users internet connections or their servers as a as a method of a oh are you talking about internet computer sorry are you talking about the internet computer icp oh no i'm not talking about that one but i did remember when i first saw that it's do you remember when you first saw ICP? There's, there's one called Storage, S-T-O-R-J. And then, I mean, there's like a number of these that are trying to do the same thing. I think Filecoin's in the lead as far as that and AR Weave. And I think they're on two different blockchains. Well, Filecoin, I think maybe is... No, I don't know if that's on Solana. Are you invested into crypto? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, nice, man. Uh, I... Constantly am adjusting what I have the highest conviction on. Okay. Uh, I, I'm all over the place, to be honest. Wow, man. Do you um, do you find yourself? It's confusing. I, it's super confusing because when I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't mind admitting this on a podcast. Like, it is a confusing space. I'm not a, a developer. Um, I don't make any of these so i mean reading through like white papers of how this all these things work i mean i don't think anyone completely understands it. it's not like the stock market where i can feel like i understand you know like an amazon or a shopify or something like that it's it's very in-depth and i think anybody that claims to know it all doesn't they're lying no man i mean you can't possibly know all of anything that's why the whole community is broken up into like tribes of you know, you got your Bitcoin 
uh, only people. You've got your Ethereum only people. You've got your Solana groups on Facebook. I mean, it's, it's almost like a survival strategy though. Like if you think about it, I used to like make fun of those groups, but it's almost like it kind of, those kind of groups help a project get to scale. Mm, yeah. I, I, still make, I still make fun of those people. I always will. Oh, I make fun of them. I always <laughs> will. I, I make fun of those people. They deserve to be made fun of. Oh, man. But you almost need those people, the diehards that are just going to boost a project till it reaches escape velocity. Right, but I mean that doesn't exclude them from being made fun of for their for their for the <laughs> blindness of following. I mean, yeah, I go to Bitcoin group, and like ninety percent of people are like that, and I just like going to argue with them. Bro, I mean, but they're cool. They're they're good people, but they all go to the Bitcoin conferences, and like they're just they're freaking tribal. They're tribal, man. I mean, you say anything wrong about what they believe, there they will come for you. <laughs> I, I brought up Ethereum and they just gave me this death look. Hold on. Did you, you have to watch it if you haven't watched it, but you have to watch Tim Dillon at the okay. Bitcoin conference. You need. Is that the guy that's on Joe Rogan all the time? Um, like I think he's on Joe Rogan, but you need to watch it. It is hilarious. Hilarious. What's even more funny is what's that guy that was like screaming like a maniac? Uh... Oh, Max Kaiser, I think. Or... <laughs> He looked like a psychopath up there. Dude, uh, oh my god. I don't understand why these people do that. Do they think that brings credibility to anything in this industry? Oh my god. I don't know. I mean, and it's even to their... I mean, Jack Dorsey, he must really be convicted that Bitcoin is the only thing because he can make a lot more money if he opened Cash App and Square up to other crypto. But he's so convinced... He, like he only sells Bitcoin on Cash App, and he's integrating it with Twitter, even though it it's not the easiest thing. Like Lightning Network is not the best. Oh man, have you heard of that project? Um, it's called uh, Sovereign. There we go. Yeah, Sovereign. Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, no. it was supposed to. They're apparently built on the Lightning Network, and uh, uh, yeah, apparently you're the guy you were mentioning, the guy about this show, <laughs> Pump. Uh, he invested oh, yeah. into them, and well, obviously he did. He pushed you know the coin a little bit with his influence, but uh, no, I didn't touch that coin at all. But it's yeah, he's he's a he's an only Bitcoin kind of person, which is funny because he also p- pushes companies and projects that run on other blockchains. Like it's, you know, he, he says one thing, but then he does another, he invests in all kinds of stuff with like NFTs and all. I'm like, n- there's no NFTs built on Bitcoin, you know? Of course not. Of course not, man. He, <laughs> he's pushing his agenda. I mean, Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. This is, this is, so I didn't crazy. say I agreed with him. I just said he shouldn't have been like deplatformed off YouTube. He should be able to say whatever he wants. Yeah, you should. But, well, freedom of speech exists, but there's still consequences for your freedom. You know who I've been the most impressed with lately is, um, and I used to knock Solana because of the questionability of whether it's uh, decentralized, but Anatoly, he's the founder of Solana. He came on... uh, 
podcast I was just listening to. Uh, oh, Jason Kalkanis's uh, podcast, not All In, but the other one. And uh, this week in startups, and Jason's kind of against crypto. He's he's been slamming crypto, but I guess uh, David Sachs made a ton of money off Solana. And I guess that, got <laughs> you know, Jason, even if he's convicted, he's he, money talks to him. So yeah. he had him on and uh, that guy's impressive, like to listen to him talk. He comes from a different background than a lot of the crypto heads. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he works for Qualcomm and Dropbox. And he's just he he did that uh, that blockchain in Rust, which is more accessible to mainstream developers instead of doing it in this other so- language that salinity i think is what all the other a lot of the other blockchains are made it in which you have to like learn that language to be able to, to do that um so he's trying to make it and he's optimizing it for speed over like everything else and he's okay. he's pretty much optimizing it his he says the niche he, he's really going for is like high frequency trading so he kind of has like okay this is where I think I create a ton of value is making the fastest damn blockchain in the world. Um, because these things are so fucking slow. Otherwise, you know, have you ever heard of Gavin Wood? Yeah, he did polka dot. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have, have you ever heard Gavin? Have you heard, have you heard Gavin Wood speak? Uh, I looked up some videos on him and I mean, that's, that project seems like it has a lot of traction too. The guy listening to him speak, pretty impressive. Um, I would say he's probably one of the more impressive guys in the industry, in my opinion. Uh, Gavin, is he seems like a a good leader, Um, but who knows? I'm stupid. Uh, But uh, him, I see that project lasting. What do you think of Charles? I don't know. Like, when I listen to him, he seems impressive, but I just don't know because he seems like he's approaching it from such an academic perspective. It's like, are you ever going to release something that does anything? And I mean, it, I don't want to discount him because once it starts working, maybe it blows everybody's socks off, but I'm still waiting. I, I haven't until I actually see things being built on it. I'm not sold, but I guess um, an inexperienced mind, like it seems really interesting. And uh, I mean, Cardano seems like a a cool project, but it, you know, sometimes when people try to be too academic with it and just constantly trying to get it perfect and never releasing anything, then they end up never doing it. And so I kind of am more of a fan of the way Vitalik did and he just released something and then he's he's tweaking it as he goes just because it's out there and then you can't really get all those edge case scenarios in a lab. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're right about Charles as far as like him continuously, you know, making it sound like we're right at the edge <laughs> and we're not uh it's still years and years and like it's funny because I, I go back on YouTube and I listen to these old videos from 2017, etc. And um, I listen to what they're saying, and then I come back and I listen to the 2020 videos, and <laughs> it's the same stuff. It's the same stuff 
over and over again. And I'm just wondering, like, dude, these guys are amazing. I mean, like, I have to respect that skill because that is a skill to convince that many people to put their money there and leave it there. Like, that's a skill. So, dude, he's like the number three token, and they haven't done anything yet. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm more impressed by Solana because Solana is like killing it, and they're they're like number seven token, but they're actually out there. They're doing it, but. I mean, Charles knows how to say the right things, and it sounds good. I just, I would put something in it just in case it just blows up. But, I mean, I really don't want to put too much at risk until I actually see it being used. Somebody said that Dish Network is partnering with them. I I was listening to something talking about he was making some real-world partnerships, and that, not that Dish Network is the most innovative place in the world, but... um. (laughs) <laughs> i mean they 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 have some 5g assets and uh they i think amazon was thinking about buying them possibly um they own like boost mobile and stuff now but uh i mean if if he could get all these real world assets partnered with cardano i mean that's i mean that seems like that would mean some traction is being being formed but i, I don't know man I'm not yeah. in there in the weeds like that, so who knows? Yeah, I used to be obsessed with crypto. Um, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I was obsessed with it. I lived and died it. Like I would research. I mean, I was, I was really into it. But uh, yeah, I stopped. I kind of just. Uh, I'm just sitting now. I'm not trading anything. I just let my money sit there. Um, but no, I don't really put much effort into it anymore. I, I don't trade it, like I said. But as far as like... I've been kind of getting interested in the NFT stuff a little bit. Or uh, I think gaming is going to be big. Um, NFTs are interesting. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, oh man, NFTs. But now it's the... What is it? NFTs was a wave that happened a couple months ago. Well, it's been a wave. But it had a big wave at the beginning of the year. But what I'm starting to notice a couple months ago, I started noticing it was the metaverse wave. Uh, that's another trend. And to me, that's sorry. To me, that's pretty far off. I would be more interested in game. Oh yeah, because gaming's like sort of metaverse, but it's actually like being used right now, like the play to earn stuff, like Axie Infinity. I think you know that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is way more interesting, and being able to like own tokenized. Like NFT art is cool, but I think when NFTs are more like game items and you can, which brings me to my next point, and you can literally move them between games and um, hold them as that's yes. interesting. Yes. Now, I was actually just going to say that it's going to be interesting when you can move it between games, but are these developers going to want to do that? Or is it going to be just one company building a bunch of games and then you know, there's a monopoly around that or uh, or what? Like, we still have to expect, we you know, we still need the companies to want to work together. Well, maybe it's, I think it'll be the smaller companies first that do it. And then it becomes so big that, or the decentralized gaming companies, it'll become so big that other companies will really have to kind of participate. Jump on yeah. That one. yeah, you're right. That's one. Thing. I mean, you can't wait on the Activisions or the so, or some of the other places to do that. They're going to be the last ones. They're going to drag their feet. But I wonder, like Roblox, they want to protect their idea. Roblox is a video game thing, right? If I remember correctly, 
I think they are. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I ask myself, are these? Do you actually think that they're not working at all on nothing blockchain? Like, it would be stupid of them not to be working on that. So they are. They essentially, so they essentially have a blockchain business model pre-blockchain. So they they have these things called Robux, and they essentially had their own currency in game. And I think they just thought the technology wasn't there yet in crypto. So they just did their own version of it. But, I mean, I don't see why that couldn't be integrated. They couldn't tokenize that at some point. You could buy and trade Robux like you can a crypto. And, I mean, I, that's mm-hmm. the easiest game, I think, to that and maybe a Fortnite to bring onto the, the crypto space. Because Fortnite has its own currency, I think. And those are these open ecosystem games. And I like Roblox because it's a platform. All the different users can create their own games within the app, within the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, uh, I have, I have, oh. don't much in, have not much interest in that. But um, I do have interest in, in the future when gaming is, uh, when the metaverse is possible. That, that's, in, <laughs> that's exciting. But, so you want to hear about a really interesting project is Coinbase released a token recently. And I was trying to understand what the heck this thing was. Um, so there's a, a game called, there's something called Loot. And it was some tech CEO released these NFTs. And all they are is a, is like a document with these different fictional game items and he just somehow airdropped them to all these different people that were willing to claim them. And they, it pretty much was like, okay, these are groups of items that could exist in a game once it's created. And he pretty much just, he created, and so it almost like CryptoPunks, where they, um, so CryptoPunks, they put all these features into a, a thing and somehow scrambled it up. And with like AI or something, they uh, like different crypto punks are actually more rare than others because they have features that other ones don't. And like that, I think they did that with these bags of items or these like lists of items. And so certain lists of items are more rare than others. And so now they're just open sourcing the whole like you can do whatever you want with this. And people have already created all these different things around this simple concept. Wow. That's interesting. Like huh. um, nobody's created a game yet, but someone like figured out how rare these were. Someone already made a token and airdropped it to all the people that, um, that had one of these bags of loot. And so essentially, and the token's gone up in price to where essentially each of these people got had $25,000 now. And then there's just been all these things created already off of just the concept of this. Someone actually already made these like pixelated uh, avatars of what all these different loot bags would look like on a character. And there's a token call on Coinbase now called AGLD. That's the ticker Adventure Gold. Um, it's really crazy. It's almost like reverse engineering. Uh, it's it's almost like starting a project from the end. And yeah, I, okay. You know, I'm not sure if this is what they're 
I don't know, an idea just came to mind. And it's great for like app builders, people developers. And it's um what if you were to be what if you can offer software and um through an NFT essentially. Where you can where you people purchase, like app developers can purchase uh a certain feature, a certain co- line of code that does something through an NFT. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. LivePeer, for example. Let's say they have a line of code and that code does this and you could purchase mm-hmm. that and it allows it creates a way for anyone to create an app. You can build an app because you're just basically buying these NFTs and and building your own app. But are you saying like only one person would be able to use that then? Like uh no, because uh, uh, NFTs would just serve as a way to to trace that you built this app legitimately and you didn't like, you know, source this code on on you know, not correctly. Does that make sense? But it would be like almost yeah. an unlimited amount. It there would be no cap on the amount, but rather just it's verification that that app was built legitimately. For um, anyone listening to this podcast, can I? I'm going to read the the description of this uh, this adventure goal just because I think it's such an interesting concept and just shows some of the creativity in the space. So this says uh, so this token was not in affiliation with those lists of gear. This token was made up as a separate thing to, to um, be additive to that environment. But it says Adventure Gold is an Ethereum token that was airdropped to owners of Loot Project NFTs. Loot is a project that generated randomized adventure gear stored on chain that can serve as the foundation for games built in the future. Um, AGLD can potentially be used as an in-game currency for similar games and projects eventually built on top of the Loot Project. So this was another entrepreneur building something on top of what another entrepreneur built. That just is so cool that all these people are just bringing their ideas together and glomming them onto each other. Yeah, totally, totally. It's like a modular project that's open source. Um, people are noticing that things that have low quantities and um, tend to increase in value because of the the supply, supply and demand, etc. Um, how do you think? Do you, you don't think we're struggling with that where where we think where we associate value with scarcity? I mean, just scarcity doesn't always mean it's going to go up. I mean, right. it, there has to be demand. So, I mean, you can say, I think, you know, there's going to be just this big bubble of NFTs like, oh, there's only 10 of these. There's only 10 of these. And eventually people are going to get bored of it and... I only think a few of these projects are going to survive long term. Um, I think NFTs eventually will just move to a more utilitarian purpose and they'll be used for like houses or uh, I mean, all kinds of really interesting things. IP, you know, you're going to have your Disney's using all kinds of stuff. But I I mean, I that's why I fractionally invest in like CryptoPunks and a few other projects, because I think being the first of something is notable. Like CryptoPunks or uh, maybe these Board Ape Yacht Club, maybe a few of these things, but Pudgy Penguins and the 
laughing lions or squirrely squirrels or just all these weird things that people are making. Like, I don't expect mm. many of these things. You could say there's only going to be 10 of them and they might go up to be like 20 ETH. <laughs> but <laughs> in a year or so, they're not going to be worth shit. So. <laughs> well, make sure you exit if you make it that high. I mean, I'm not buying a lot of that super speculative stuff. I I will pay for fractional pieces and pay up for some of the the OG projects. Um, like I said, I think I think like a CryptoPunks is going to be worth something long term. It's so simple, but it it was like groundbreaking for what it was, and it's we we appreciate things like we appreciate the first computers, like we appreciate the Macintosh. But we don't appreciate a lot of the computers. Like, if you had the first Macintosh computer still, that's worth a ton of money. But if, yeah. you, if you have, like, a Dell that was made five years after that, it's not worth anything. So, I mean... Mm. I mean, or if you, yeah. you know... I mean, you can think of a number of things. It's just the... Scarcity doesn't ultimately mean anything, but... The, sig- the right. cultural significance of it does. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the problem that I'm having. Yeah, culturally, it does mean something. I mean, people want to own something and, and people want to be unique. People you know, want to be like, they're the only ones. They're only one of a hundred, etc. So you have to ask yourself, what's going to be remembered in 20 years? And you might be like, oh, well, I can get you know, these uh, pudgy penguins for a fraction of what I could get a crypto punk for, but which mm-hmm. project is wor- probably going to be remembered in 20 years? I mean, yeah. I'm not sure crypto punks is going to be worth remembered, but I, it, the, the likelihood is much higher. And it doesn't matter if pudgy penguins are way cheaper than crypto punks. I mean, if one goes to zero and one goes to half as much, who did better? <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that is true man i will be honest i have no nfts i literally don't have no plan on buying any oh man it's just i think it's just too soon <laughs> um i'm not going to buy any of these art pieces that are up there because well i believe i know better and i'm not going to do that um but I feel like I know better too. There's like, like I said, I got into it because I got these apps that let you like fractionally own assets. And I was into, I was buying like pieces of Banksy or slashes from Guns N' Roses, his guitar or something like that. And they, they, you know, obviously these sites got into the craze and they started putting up up a few crypto punks. And I got into it just because I was, not because I was on OpenSea or anything like that. I always just wrote those things off as like those are completely unaffordable. But then they put up some of the they put up a CryptoPunk that they had bought, and they were like, "You can buy fractional shares for eight dollars a piece." And I was like, "What the hell? Why? Why not? You know, that's cool just to say I I own a piece of that." And so I bought like twenty dollars worth. And you know, if that goes to zero, I don't give a shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's how I I think about it is. It was just one more thing for me to just kind of play around with. And, you know, if it if it goes up, that's cool. 
I just to me it was cooler mm-hmm. that I could be a part of such a. I mean, I like Expensive. those projects were they're worth like five hundred thousand dollars a piece. So I would never drop that kind of bread on a, a project. But yeah, you break it up I, in small enough pieces, then I'll take a nibble. Well, in that case, I own. Uh, what do I own? What is that artist's name? Uh, the black guy, young, from the basket. There we go. Basket. Yeah, oh, do you do masterworks.io? I do have a couple of accounts with them. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, not a couple oh, of accounts. Cool. I have one account, but a couple of pieces with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I looked at them. I think they had a pretty high minimum though for me. I I didn't even want to put much into anything. So I use uh, Otis and Rally Road. Like Rally Road, let's they focus a lot on cars and wine and watches and shit like that. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, they started doing NFTs and some stuff too. But uh, they'll have like books. Like I have like part of H.G. Wells's Time Machine and stuff like that. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I like all that fractional investing because it lets you diversify too. Because I don't want to have a lot in like Ma- Masterworks IO. I oh that's that's a cool one. Fundrise is one with real estate that lets you do that. Real estate, huh? Yeah, it's private real estate. They let you they break it up in little pieces. You know, I haven't sold anything that I own, so I don't know how that works. But do you? I think you get to dictate the price you sell it at. Correct. What are you talking? Are you talking about Masterworks? Or. No, 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 your platform or the way, any platform that you might be familiar with. Okay, so the the one I I use to uh, the way Rally Road works is they they have like an initial offering and they set the price and people just either they they put down money until it fills up and then they open trading every so often. Like they control when the trading opens and you can jump in in the trading window and it's an order book. So someone puts in a bid someone puts in an ask and that's how it works. So hopefully it goes up for you. And then the way Otis works is it's set almost like a stock and it has an order book too, but it's constantly trading essentially. So. Mm, Okay. That's not how masterworks I think works. Yeah. They make them see the things I use almost make it like a stock, like where it's constantly traded, but masterworks is more curated. I think. Yeah, yeah. Masterworks seems like more of the buy and holders and just want to sit there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can sit there. I can sit there and hold as long as I want, which I have that mentality. But you can tell people trade in and out of it a lot too. Right. So that's that's the question I was I was trying first trying to get, but I forgot was what if the company itself wants to sell the piece, but you don't want to sell your shares. Uh, I don't think you have a choice, honestly, because, okay, so Halo was actually on there, the original Halo game. And so they always give someone an option to buy out the piece. And I think, oh, man, I, I don't know how the logistics work on that. Um, Like, what if it made you lose money? I don't know. I think you have to put in a pretty big offer. Exactly. But... That's my 
that's the problem that I see with that system right now. Um, yeah, they let people buy it out though, because I remember they said Halo had gotten bought out by um, by somebody who put in a big enough offer. Yeah. Huh. But let's be honest, majority of the users on there can't afford to buy out. Otherwise, we wouldn't be buying fractional shares. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they allow that. That's I'd have to research that more as to how that would play out. But I mean, if you bought probably way too high and then it dropped. And then someone, I, I guess you could be in the red if someone buys it out. And that might make you forfeit yeah. the chance for it to go back up. Yeah, I'm going to give him a call. <laughs> I'm going to call Masterworks and ask him about, uh, yeah, that's strange. Oh, I don't, I'm not talking about Masterworks. I don't know about Masterworks. Right. You know, no, no, I, I know, talking, but I'm just uh, saying like, for my personal reasons. Uh, but I want to know on your, on your side as well, maybe I want to switch platforms. I do feel like with Masterworks, I do feel like there is probably much higher clientele that wouldn't tolerate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, they do have higher minimums. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine like a much more well-to-do clientele probably engages with Masterworks than does like a Rally Road uh, or... <laughs> And Otis, so I, I don't feel like I would be worried about that if I was in your shoes on that platform. But I, I still might look and you could probably just go okay. into FAQ on their website to be honest. But or call, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering because like I literally don't want to sell it. Like I don't need that money. I literally just want to leave it there and forget it. But I'm curious about what's going to happen when they sell it. So. Uh, I, I want some of I want some of a Banksy. They're, they have one on that Otis one that I have a little bit of Banksy, but I love I love Banksy stuff. Oh, uh, Basquiat's really cool too. Yeah, what do you think of um, of these new NFT artists that are coming out? Um, do you think um, they deserve? Some of them yes. are badass. Some of them are badass. Well, that one guy wasn't new. What's the guy that sold his? painting or his art for 47 million or something crazy 47 are you talking about people people yeah he wasn't he's not an nft artist he just no moved to that format yeah he's a special effects you know visual type of guy uh, yeah. yeah he's i love his stuff his stuff's cool his stuff's pretty good his stuff's pretty good um yeah. It's all objective, but um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say all his stuff is good because I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think some of his stuff is really good, and some of his stuff is just like, like you had no choice; you had to put something together. You threw this together. But, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm just so hesitant to ever insult somebody's art just because it's it's so. I mean, it's so subjective, and it's you know, if someone buys it yeah. for you, um, I don't. There's stuff I hate, but, you know, honestly, some of the stuff I like is probably not near as hard to make as some stuff. Like, I like, sometimes I like very simple things. I just think visually it looks amazing, but it's not yeah. necessarily the most technical thing to, to draw or paint or whatever. 
same with music is like i remember being at a show one time and me being like to my friend he's a drummer and i was like isn't this band awesome he's like nah dude they suck he's like it's such simple riffs and like he's like Mm. he was hating on it and i was like whatever i enjoy it shut up (laughs) yeah yeah you're right you're right that's the same way i view art but you know sometimes i'm like really that's art (laughs) and like uh, i i don't know man i (laughs) like are we like are we not allowed anymore to to say what we feel like as far as like not everything that's art is good and that's just a fact Um, i mean i i get what you're saying yeah 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 like you can say you don't like something I'm just saying you can't like generalize it for everyone. Okay. Yes. Right. 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 Like I'm not gonna tell you you can't like what opinion you could have. I'm just saying I tr- personally try to like not. There's just art that I hate because I think it's ugly. But yeah, you know. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, art is subjective. Stuff like kids through it, you know. <laughs> What was that? I said some stuff looks like a kid drew it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, shit, if somebody's willing to pay a million dollars for it, good for them. You know? Yeah. The the lottery. (laughs) Let let me ask you a question. What isn't art? Dylan? Hello? Yeah, you said what isn't what? Oh, you didn't hear me? (laughs) No. Uh, What isn't art? Like, what in life isn't art? I don't know, man, because, you know, I've heard people try to say or say that stuff people chefs create is art. Um, Exactly. To me, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Um, That's not my type of art. Uh, I don't know. I guess you could say a lot of things are art. I mean, I could pee in the snow in a certain way and say that's art. I guess. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> that's what I'm trying. I to mean, get if somebody's at. willing to like pay for it somehow, like I guess that's art. <laughs> that's the subjectivity of it. I guess. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. Almost everything could be considered art. So, are you not allowed to criticize anything? Yeah. Are you? Of course you are. Uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking about it complicated. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, ultimately, vote with your dollars. And, you know, if you think it's yeah. art, buy it. Or, uh, I don't know, go to a museum, look at it. If you think it's bullshit, then <laughs> I, I just think, you know, democracy wins in, in that sense. Uh, as, uh, ultimately, you could say the same thing about stocks. You know, people mm-hmm. vote with their dollars with the stock. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I just think, you know, if you have a certain mass of people that think something's art, I guess to some degree it is. Um, if <laughs> if I'm the only one that thinks it's art, then it's art to me. <laughs> it's not art to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. 
I, that's a whole different subject, but uh, I'll just leave it there. I won't go into detail about that. But, yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I was going to keep this short. I, is there anything else we want to say about the decentralized the, the decentralized applications, like whether we think it like, can we sum this up in or suggest any tokens that would let people play that space? Or do you think there's a big migration coming of people moving to these things? I just don't think the infrastructure is ready. I'll be honest. Yeah, I don't think the infrastructure is ready. Um, I don't think these blockchain uh, projects are ready at all. Um, no, I I think we're uh, I still think we're years away from from this being a reality. To be honest, um, I think I think we're you can say years away. Sorry, I said you can say years away or want a couple big applications. You know, if something I actually heard a good podcast today that was talking about Axie Infinity. And how, and I've actually experienced this personally. Is uh, I I had um, I know somebody in the Philippines, and she was not into crypto really at all. And she was like, "Have you heard of Axie Infinity?" And I was like, "Yeah. Why do you know what that is?" And she was saying how everybody in the Philippines was playing that, and it was people that weren't into crypto. They were playing it because they were figuring out how to make a living doing that. And it was like they liked hmm. gaming, and then they just found a way to make money, and they they could care less whether it was crypto. And I just think those are going to be the things that pull everybody into that space. Is when there's these things that bring them this massive utility, and maybe it does take ten years for crypto to play out, but or maybe there's some killer app, some game that really just brings it, you know. What if what if there was like a Fortnite that popped up that so, somehow used crypto and all the kids got into it? I mean, suddenly <laughs> that could like change everything, you know? Yeah, that is true. And you know, that idea is probably sitting in the head of some kid, and he just doesn't know how to bring it to reality. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any tips for that for people who? Um, well, I don't know. I'll just ask you, but. How do you, any tips for the young people who have ideas but don't know how to pitch them to people? Like on the crypto space, for example? Uh, I don't know that you have to pitch them. I would just say, like, get a skill. Like, learn either to program, to be a designer. Um, I would say don't quit playing video games because I think that's a skill and you'll learn a lot with communication with people, um, your peers, and you may make really good connections. You may meet your future developers or co-founders or um, really just get in groups with people and network and uh, get, get involved in any projects you can find and contribute with GitHub or any of those things. I mean, I'm not a developer. That's just... Yeah. If I was trying to get into that space, that's the route I would have gone and educate yourself. Yeah, no, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, that's good. Just to... What about you? Um, 
I would say make yourself valuable to to a project. Let's say let's say you're not a developer. Let's say that's just not you. But let's say you're very good at marketing or let's say you're good at something else. Make your skills useful to a project, you know. Don't ask for anything, just provide them something and and continue that for a little bit and continue and continue and if you really like them, we'll continue providing value. Um, you know, if it's good value, it will be noticed. So I think that's one way to, to open the doors to, to someone who isn't, um, computer, computer savvy, whatever it may be. Um, but if you are, yeah, find somebody who really knows what they're doing and glom onto them and do some sort of apprenticeship with them. Just work for free. Shit. Yeah. But (laughs) if you are, you know, technical, you know how to do all those stuff, then, and then, then again, make yourself useful <laughs> or build something yourself, you know, and if it's good enough, well, then present it to someone if you think it's worth it or, you know, do it yourself. But, um, yeah, that's what I would say, man. I would, I would say just make yourself useful and valuable. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the key to almost any employment, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh Oh yeah, Henry. Well, um, yeah. Thanks for jumping on, and I th- I think we're making this space better. Um, hopefully, we you know, hopefully we're encouraging other people to do this. I think that's a big takeaway. Is if anybody's listening to this, start a podcast on here, jump in on other people's. I need to jump in on other people's more and just contribute. You know, I I make the mistake of inviting people onto my uh, podcast to talk, but I need to jump into more people's. I've done it to a few's. Uh, Henry, I encourage you to do yours and I'll try to jump in uh, if I see a notification and let's get some good conversations yeah. going on here. I think this has potential to be a really cool app. Yeah, it definitely has potential. Definitely. All right, man. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Take care, man. <laughs>